Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Welcome everyone to Too Good to Be True. Thank you for taking the time to listen. The subject for today's show is staying healthy. Before we start getting into details, let's just briefly talk about psychic insight and how we apply it. We choose a subject and research it, and based on that research, we determine what we think needs to be explained by creating a series of questions. Then Justina provides psychic insight to answer those questions. The psychic insight is narrated towards the end of the show. Accepting the psychic insight is a question of individual belief. Now let's go through the disclaimers. Here are the disclaimers. Neither of us claim to have any expertise in any subjects that we discuss. We relate information we find through research and the psychic insight. We are always delighted to hear from the listeners. The show only lasts an hour. We don't have the time to present exhaustive research on any topic. This means that there will be information that we miss. We just want to provide a basis for the psychic insight. We don't care if the theory turns out too good to be true, as the show name suggests. We are only an, only interested in finding out more of the truth about topics. Spirit can only relate insight that is appropriate for our time in history. Free will cannot be affected. Only comments that are appropriate for our time can be given through the psychic insight. Much of the subject matter in shows may have already been covered many times in other media. We want to look into subjects in a new, different way and be thought-provoking. We are not so good with pronouncing names, we apologize. For advice on health matters, contact licensed medical practitioners only. And neither of us have any particular knowledge of conventional medicine, holistic medicine, alternative medicine, spirituality, or hypnosis. If we have misstated anything, we apologize. In recent weeks, it's been difficult to think about news other than the coronavirus, especially when new cases have spiked up again. Total global cases of COVID-19 arising from the coronavirus are in the millions and may not be underreported. Never before for, has personal health and well-being been at the forefront of so many people's thoughts. To be clear, we are not going to talk only about the coronavirus, but rather staying healthy. Just about everyone's life has been affected in terms of avoiding or dealing with infection, which has led to a multitude of issues at the global level. For today's show, we're going to do something different. We're going to look at the ideas of a very unusual individual, Deepak Chopra, who apparently has not experienced illness over the last 30 years. His bio is posted on the Chopra Center website. Quote, Deepak Chopra, MD, FACP, founder of the Chopra Foundation, a nonprofit entity for research and well-being and humanitarianism, and Chopra Global, 
modern day health company at the intersection of science and spirituality, is a world renowned pioneer in integrative medicine and personal transformation. Chopra is a clinical professor of family medicine and public health at the University of California, San Diego, and serves as a senior scientist with the Gallup organization. He is the author of over 89 books translated into over 43 languages, including numerous New York Times bestsellers. His 90th book and national bestseller, Metahuman, Unleashing Your Infinite Potential, Harmony Books, unlocks the secrets to moving beyond our present limitations to access a field of infinite possibilities. Time magazine has described Dr. Chopra as one of the top 100 heroes and icons of the century, unquote. Just to repeat that Deepak Chopra is an MD or medical doctor. His specialty is endocrinology while having been a cardiologist. But he is also noted for what is termed alternative medicine. That's an impressive bio, especially in terms of bridging the gap between science and spirituality. Why don't you start with some of Dr. Chopra's ideas regarding the COVID-19 pandemic? The following is from the Chopra website, sorry, the Chopra Center website. Quote, what is less publicized is that the hospitalization rate, which is very high at over 15%, also affects younger age groups, even though their death rates are lower. In those who are the most susceptible, the virus creates an acute and severe form of inflammation referred to as a cytokinane storm, which then leads to severe symptoms and respiratory damage, even death. Cytokines are the chief protein mediators of inflammation in the body. We can use this information about the dangers of having an elevated pre-existing state of low-level chronic inflammation to perhaps offset the possibility of the kind of acute inflammation that puts a person at risk for severe infection and hospitalization. Let me emphasize the perhaps caution. The research on low-level chronic inflammation grows by the year and is very significant. You can go to many websites or our recent book, The Healing Self, to discover the kinds of foods and lifestyles that are either inflammatory or anti-inflammatory, unquote. The word cytokine is made of two Greek words, cyto meaning cell and kinos meaning movement. Cytokines aid cell-to-cell communication and immune responses and stimulate the movement of cells towards sites of inflammation, infection and trauma. Just to be clear, what does the term inflammation mean? It might mean different things to different people. The Life Science website provides a definition, quote, Inflammation is a vital part of the immune system's response to injury and infection. It is the body's way of signaling the immune system to heal and repair damaged tissue, as well as defend itself against foreign invaders such as viruses and bacteria, unquote. What are the inflammatory or anti-inflammatory lifestyles that influence the immune response and with emphasis on the word perhaps offset severe infection? The same shop presenter article explains that three factors are important. These are a diet, including fresh and processed foods, reduced stress level and good dental hygiene. Can you go into more detail on those three factors? I think that a good diet, thus good nutrition, speaks for itself. The following content is regarding reduced stress level. Quote, your levels of chronic inflammation are also highly influenced by stress. 
like inflammation, stress is a normal process that your body uses to protect you. But too much ongoing stress can become harmful and contribute to chronic inflammation. Relentless emotional, physical and psychological stress weakens the immune system and promotes unchecked inflammation. Research suggests that chronic psychological stress results in the body losing its ability to regulate the inflammatory response. The stress response involves the release of hormones like cortisol, which help to, pre to prepare the body to fight or flee a perceived threat. Immune cells are also influenced by cortisol. In normal amounts, cortisol seems to influence immune cells to limit and regulate the acute inflammatory response. But when immune cells are chronically exposed to stress hormones, they become insensitive to the normal regulatory effects of cortisol and inflammation can be out of control. People who respond to stress with anger and hostility are also at risk for increased inflammation and heart attacks. Unhealthy coping strategies such as smoking, alcohol use and overeating can worsen the impact of chronic inflammation and contribute to the risk of chronic diseases. Instead, opt to cope with stress in a way that soothes the mind and the body. Find breaks in your day to pause, connect with yourself and find the calm in the present moment. Focus on your breath and allow yourself to let, to let go of stress and worry. Engage in meaningful meditation practice. Enjoy regular balancing yoga. Spend time in nature, unquote. Keeping stress under control to avoid illness has been talked about for years. But good oral hygiene to avoid inflammation may not have been. The explanation is that oral hygiene keeps bacterial levels in the mouth under control so that bad bacteria does not escape into the bloodstream, triggering inflammation. It seems that anti-inflammatory lifestyle might be a good choice for some and not for others, especially with the growing unemployment. Good nutrition costs money. Controlling stress doesn't go with being poor or unemployed with bills to pay while oral hygiene may not be thought of as a priority. But how do you avoid stress under current circumstances? I think it's worth going into some detail here, especially with the pandemic. The Very Well Mind website suggests the following to minimize stress in addition to practical financial steps. Quote, practice good self-care. Getting plenty of sleep and eating a healthy diet is key to managing your distress. You need to take care of your body if you want your mind to function at an optimal level. Maintain social interaction. While you may not be able to meet with your friends in person, it's important to stay in contact. Video chat, talk on the phone or message one another regularly. Positive social interaction can greatly improve your mental health. Structure your day. Staying on schedule can help you feel better. Create time to work on your job situation, time for leisure and time to do things that will help improve your mental health. Get physically active. Exercise is a key component to good mental health during the pandemic. You may need to get creative since most gyms are closed, but working out in your living room with an app or video can go a long way towards helping you stay physically and mentally healthy. Reach for healthy coping skills. Write in a journal, meditating, deep breathing and yoga are just a few examples of healthy ways to relieve stress. Make sure you have plenty of healthy coping skills at your disposal so that you can reach out for something healthy when your distress starts to increase. Eliminate unhealthy coping skills. You might want to be tempted to turn to things that give you some immediate relief, like alcohol or food, but these things will cause more problems for you in the long term. So make unhealthy coping skills harder to access and monitor your use. 
You don't want to accidentally create bigger problems or introduce new problems into your life. Change the channel when you're ruminating. Dwelling on things you have no control over will keep you stuck in an unhealthy state. If you find yourself thinking about awful, how awful your life is or you're making catastrophic predictions, then interrupt yourself. But I think we're going to have to finish this quote after the break, Justina. Yes, we'll continue after the short break, and you're listening to Too Good To Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xcbn.net. Sometimes life can feel like a pressure cooker. From our work life to our personal lives and relationships, there's so much to balance. It's easy to feel weighed down when you're experiencing anxiety, stress, or sadness. Guess what? You are not alone. Support is all around you. No matter where you are, all you need to do is ask. Let us help you find a community at churchescare.com. Churches are communities of care. Go to churchescare.com to explore the possibilities. Churchescare.com. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 32 32 32 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 32 32 32 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 32 32 32 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 32 32 32 now text grade to 32 32 32 welcome back to too good to be true and before the break dad you're quoting from the very well mind website with suggestions on how to minimize stress can you please continue with the quote yeah i was talking about changing the channel uh, get up and do something to change the channel in your brain distract yourself with a chore or activity talk to a professional if you're struggling if you're feeling depressed or anxious or you're having difficulty functioning, contact a mental health professional. Talk therapy or medication. Talking about therapy or medication may help you feel better, unquote. I think it was well worth stating how to mitigate stress. But let's move on to staying well in more general terms. Deepak Chopra has written about a mind-body connection in understanding the roots of disease. Yes, we have already heard about minimizing stress and trying to keep the immune system at an optimal level. But is there more to it than stress? It is more from the Chopra Center website where he introduced the idea of vibrations that impact the body. Quote, thoughts and emotions also carry vibrations that impact your biochemical, cellular and overall physiological state. 
At a physical level, the body is made up of atoms of water, which are in a constant state of motion. The type of movement or frequency at which atoms within the cell vibrate creates a form of wave energy that influences their structure and function. Science demonstrates that thoughts, words and feelings can change the crystal structure of water and cells, which can change their function. Positive, kind and inspiring thoughts and emotions vibrate in harmony with, it, with your cells since they share a similar frequency that allows them to function optimally. In fact, one study has found that the type of vibrations or energy patterns that are carried by certain words and intentions are able to cause physical changes in DNA structure, which affect how the genetic code is translated to make different proteins that become the building blocks of your body. This may explain why techniques like affirmations and hypnotherapy can have such strong effects on the human body. Often your thoughts are also expressed as words, which carry these energetic vibrations and are then put into action as repeated habits and behaviors that further impact health, unquote. So a positive attitude is good for your health? Apparently, yes, which I don't think is a surprise, but the extent that the mind can affect the body does appear to be surprising. Here's more from the same article. Quote, emotions like anger, fear, guilt, anxiety, sadness, resentment, jealousy, depression, and stress can manifest within the body and contribute to imbalance and disease. For example, you're likely already familiar with the way that, that fear can contribute to digestive upset or how tension can lead to headaches. When you experience emotional states like sadness, joy, or anger, physiological sensations occur in different areas of your body. Scientists have created maps of emotions showing areas of the body that are activated when study participants experience different emotions. This connection is multidirectional. Emotional experiences affect the way you behave and the physiology within your body. In the other direction, your perception of those these emotions trigger bodily changes. It also, I'll do that again. Your perception of these emotion-triggered bodily changes also influences your consciously felt emotions. Unquote. It sounds like a vicious cycle, but what about Deepak Chopra's spiritual beliefs? In his blog on the Deepak Chopra website, there's an excerpt from Chopra's book, Spiritual Solutions. He discusses the concept of self-awareness as follows. Quote, self-awareness isn't the same as praying, believing in miracles or seeking God's favor. The vision I've sketched in is spiritual because of the third level of awareness, which I've labeled pure awareness. This is the level that religious believers know as the soul or spirit. When you base your life on the reality of the soul, you hold spiritual beliefs. When you go further and take the level of the soul to be the basis of life, the very ground of existence, and spirituality becomes an active principle. The soul is awakened. In, rea is awakened. in reality, the soul never sleeps because pure awareness infuses every thought, feeling and action. We may disguise this fact from ourselves. One symptom of contracted awareness, in fact, is a complete denial of higher reality. This denial is based not on willful blindness, but on the absence of experience. A mind blocked by fear, anxiety, anger, resentment or suffering of any kind is unable to experience expanded awareness, much less pure awareness." Unquote. How can self-awareness influence healing? Later in the excerpt, Chopra discusses healing and transformation in terms of spiritual solutions to problems dependent on the level of self-awareness. Quote, the essence, 
every problem is open to a spiritual solution. The solution is found by expanding your awareness, moving beyond the limited vision of the problem. The process begins by recognizing what kind of awareness you're working from, because for every challenge in life, there are three levels of awareness. Level one, contracted awareness. This is the level of problems, obstacles, and struggle. Answers are limited. Fear contributes to a sense of confusion and conflict. Efforts to reach a solution meet with frustration. You keep doing more of what didn't work in the first place. If you remain at this level, you will be frustrated and exhausted. Level two, expanded awareness. This is a level where solutions begin to appear. There is less struggle. Obstacles are easier to overcome. Your vision extends beyond the conflict, giving you more clarity. Negative energies are confronted realistically. With greater expansion, unseen forces come to your aid. You move forward according to, you move forward according to what you desire from your life. Level three, pure awareness. This is a level where no problems exist. Every challenge is a creative opportunity. You feel completely aligned with the forces of nature. Inner and outer worlds reflect each other without confusion or conflict. Because solutions arise from the level of the true self, they meet no resistance. All your desires lead to the result that is best for you and your surroundings. As you move from level one to level three, life's challenges become what they are meant to be, a step closer to your true self." Unquote. How do you become self-aware? There are courses, but I'm sure a path can be found with meditation being an important aspect. The India, sorry, the India Info Line website includes seven skills in self-awareness as described by Chopra. Quote, skill number one, become the best listener you can be. Learn to listen with the instruments of the body, the feeling of the heart, the logic of the mind, and the stillness of your soul. As you listen deeply, reflect on the following questions. What am I observing? What am I feeling? What is the need of the moment? What is the best way to fulfill this need? Skill two, bond emotionally with friends, family, professional colleagues, and those you interact with daily. Understand that each of us is part of a web of relationships that is nurtured through love, kindness, compassion, empathy, and joy. Emotional bonds create effective teamwork where nothing is impossible because you have shared a, a vi shared vision for service, contribution, and success, and because you complement each other's talents and strengths. Skill number three, expand your awareness by knowing that all human beings have a hierarchy of needs that start with survival and safety and progressively expand through stages that include love and belonging, true self-esteem, successes in the progressive realization of worthy goals, creative expression, higher consciousness, and self-actualization. As you expand your awareness, learn to harness your spiritual gifts that come in the form of the powers of intention, intuition, creativity, imagination, and conscious choice making. Skill number four. Remember the importance of action. Learn to be action-oriented and know that there's no power higher than love in action. Remember that love without action is meaningless and action without love is irrelevant. Skill five, assume responsibility for your own well-being in all its various facets. Your well-being encompasses every aspect of your life, your career, your social interactions, your personal relationships, your community and your financial success. Take time to rest and play, to be with your family and friends to exercise and nourish your body with healthy food. Skill six, empower yourself with true self-esteem. Learn to be independent of the good and bad opinion of others. 
Recognize the power of presence. Do not allow yourself to be distracted. Know your life purpose and the contribution you want to make to society. Skill seven, know your true self. Your true self is not your self-image that is dependent on the labels you and others have given yourself. Your true self is the innermost core of your being that is beyond all labels, definitions and limitations. All the wisdom traditions tell us that the human spirit is a field of infinite possibilities, a field of infinite creativity, love, compassion, joy and profound equanimity. No, you can only give to the world that which you possess in that innermost core of your being. Remember that you will create peace only when you're peaceful and create a loving world only when you have learned to love. Unquote. Besides teaching, has Deepak Chopra proposed any form of healing therapy? Yes, quantum healing. The following is from the sales material from Chopra's book, Quantum Healing, which was first published in 1989. Quote, now he's brought together the current research of Western medicine, neuroscience and physics, with the insights of Ayurvedic therapy to show the human body is controlled by a network of intelligence grounded in quantum reality. Not a superficial psychological state, this intelligence lies deep enough to change the basic patterns that design our physiology, with the potential to defeat cancer, heart disease and even aging itself. In this inspiring and pioneering work, Dr. Chopra offers us both a fascinating intellectual journey and a deeply moving chronicle of hope and healing. Unquote. Ayurveda theory defines, a perfect, uh, defines perfect health as a balance between body, mind, spirit and social well-being. His use of the term quantum refers to the body being, of course, made up of atoms. Also advancing a level of self-awareness is analogous to the description of a quantum in terms of the definition of a well-defined increment. I think we need to go into the break, Justina. Yes, we'll continue after the short break, and you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. that set out to change the world should stand for something, something that matters. For Tanium, it was managing and protecting the world's growing number of endpoints. Tanium empowers organizations to embrace digital transformation and change the way people both work and live. They help critical government agencies see what's coming, protect and defend five branches of the U.S. military, and more than half of the Fortune 100 rely on Tanium to manage and secure their critical assets. To learn more, visit Tanium.com. Companies that set out to change the world should stand for something, something that matters. For Tanium, it was managing and protecting the world's growing number of endpoints. Tanium empowers organizations to embrace digital transformation and change the way people both work and live. They help critical government agencies see what's coming, protect and defend five branches of the U.S. military, and more than half of the Fortune 100 rely on Tanium to manage and secure their critical assets. To learn more, visit Tanium.com. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we were discussing Chopra's idea about quantum healing. 
Is there more information on Chopra's idea that the human body is grounded in quantum reality? Encyclopedia.com goes into more detail. Quote, Chopra postulates that these extraordinary forms of healing are related to understandings of quantum physics and of consciousness. Just as quantum physics aim to describe physical phenomena normally hidden at a subatomic level, so quantum healing is directed to healing the body-mind from a deep, unmanifest level of consciousness. The mind and body are expressions of this profound consciousness which Chopra calls the quantum mechanical body. Chopra identifies the quantum mechanical body with the quantum level of physical reality. He maintains that we can activate profound healing of the mind and body by consciously accessing this quantum level of our being, unquote. unquote. How widely accepted is quantum healing? I don't think it is anywhere near the mainstream. The following is from Wikipedia. Quote, quantum healing has a number of vocal followers, but the scientific community widely regards it as nonsensical. The main criticism revolves around its systematic misinterpretations of modern physics, especially of the fact that microscopic objects, such as the human body or individual cells, are much too large to exhibit inherently quantum properties like interface interference and wave function collapse. Most literature on quantum healing is almost entirely philosophical, omitting the rigorous mathematics that makes quantum electrodynamics possible, unquote. A final thought is that quantum healing and quantum healing hypnosis, as developed by the late Dolores Cannon, are linked. The connection is that Dolores Cannon was influenced by Deepak Chopra's work in developing her technique. What is quantum healing hypnosis? The Doris Cannon website provides an overview of the technique. Quote, Dolores Cannon's method of hypnosis, quantum healing hypnosis technique, QHHT, involves inducing an individual into the somnambulistic state of trance through visualization, a state which under ordinary circumstances is experienced only twice daily. The moment just before you come, become consciously awake and the moment just before you fall asleep. Historically, hypnotists have avoided conducting research with subjects in this state because of the often strange and inexplicable results that are recorded. Dolores Cannon began, began, began a research of lost knowledge and reincarnation in the late 1960s by developing QAHT for parasite regression sessions with her subjects, unquote. Uh, hypnosis works by contacting the subconscious mind. With that, it's time for the first question. For COVID-19, has it been less publicized that hospitalization includes younger age groups, even though their death rates are lower? At this time, the numbers are all over the place. So since every state, every country has different reporting systems, some places may be reporting not enough hospitalizations, while others are over-reporting. So at this point, it's hard to track the actual number of hospitalizations, even in younger children. Is anything else being less publicized in the United States? Not really being less publicized, but nobody knows how to keep track of it. So in theory, yes, some of the numbers could not be as publicized, but there also could be an over-exaggeration as well. In the most susceptible to COVID-19, does the virus create an acute and severe form of inflammation referred to as a cytokine storm, which then leads to severe symptoms and respiratory damage and possibly death? That's correct, yes. Can an elevated pre-existing state of low-level chronic inflammation be dangerous in increasing the risk of severe infection and hospitalization? 
Again, that could be said, yes. Is inflammation a body's way of signaling the immune system to heal and repair damaged tissue, as well as defend itself against foreign invaders such as viruses and bacteria, or is there more to it? No, that is the basic concept, where it is basically an alarm being raised for the body, where the body is told something is wrong and it's time for rest of the body to spring into action. Can inflammatory or anti-inflammatory lifestyles exist to influence the immune response? Yes, there are things you can do to help the immune system and almost boost the immune system. Is, is a diet including fresh unprocessed foods, a reduced stress level and good dental hygiene important for the anti-inflammatory lifestyle? That could be said, yes, but especially the stress part. Stress has a huge impact on the body. Are chronic levels of inflammation influenced by too much ongoing stress? Yes. Is it correct that chronic psychological stress results in the body losing its ability to regulate the inflammatory response? That is a possible yes. possibility, yes. Through chronic stress, does the ongoing release of stress hormones result in immune cells becoming insensitive to their normal regulatory effects? Again, yes, that does happen. Are individuals who respond to stress with anger and hostility at risk for increased inflammation and heart attacks? Yes, but also people who respond other ways to stress as well. Basically, stress overall is very unhealthy. Do unhealthy coping strategies such as smoking, alcohol use and overeating worsen the impact of chronic inflammation and contribute to the risk of chronic disease? Yes. What is the best advice to cope with stress in a way that soothes the mind and the body? Basically finding out what is right for each individual person. There isn't an end-all, be-all, but each person has to find a healthy way to deal with stress. Something that makes them happy is something that takes their mind off everything else. Something that in general you can use the word relaxation. How important is oral hygiene in reducing inflammation by keeping bad bacteria out of the bloodstream to not trigger inflammation? It is very important. So oral hygiene overall is something that just helps the body. Again, if the body is cleaner, it is generally healthier. What is the best advice for reducing stress when financial or other challenges make experiencing stress unavoidable? Basically going in with a mindset, it will all work out in the end. Going in with a positive mindset and also creating goals for yourself. So if it's a stressful situation where there's a possible solution, writing out the possible solutions and writing out ways to work towards them. Do thoughts and emotions also carry vibrations that impact the biochemical, cellular and overall physiological state? Yes. Are the types of vibrations or energy patterns that are carried by certain words and intentions able to cause physical changes in DNA structure? That hasn't been scientifically proven, but it is possible that the body responds on a cellular level to outside influences. Can your thoughts and words, if repeated as habit, impact your health? Yes, again, being positive and having a more positive outlook is important to a person's well-being. Can negative emotions manifest within the body to contribute to imbalance and disease? That's possible, yes. Are there areas of body that are activated when study participants experience different emotions? Yes, emotions are very complicated, so science does not know everything about them. But yes, that is true. Can emotional experiences affect physiology within the body? 100% yes. Can perception of emotion triggered bodily changes 
influence consciously felt emotions. Yes, that is true. For an individual, does spiritual belief depend on basing their life on the reality of their of the soul? It really depends on each individual person. For some people, yes. For others, no. Does soul awakening, awakening occur when an individual believes that the soul is the basis for life? That could be said, yes. Does the soul never sleep being aware of every thought, feeling and action? Yes, that is correct. The soul does not sleep. Is every problem open to a spiritual solution? That is a complicated question, so it really depends on the person's belief system. Is the solution found by expanding awareness, moving beyond a limited vision of the problem? Not always, no. Sometimes the answer is right in front of the person, and it doesn't need this expanding. But other times, yes, other thoughts need to come in. Is contracted awareness a level of problems, obstacles, and struggle with limited answers? Yes. With contracted awareness, does fear contribute to a sense of confusion and conflict with efforts to reach a solution meeting with frustration? Sometimes, yes, that is true. Does contracted awareness involve doing more of what would work in the first place? Yes, that is correct. Is expanded awareness the level at which solutions begin to appear? In some cases, yes. It really depends on the situation that is at hand. But expanding and thinking outside the box is important. With expanded awareness, is there less struggle with obstacles easier to overcome? Not always, but part of the time, yes. With expanded awareness, is an individual's vision extended beyond the conflict, giving more clarity? That could be said, yes. With expanded awareness, are negative energies confronted with unseen forces assisting? That's a very complex question, since it depends on the situation, but in some situations, yes. With expanded awareness, does the individual move forward according to what is desired from the individual's life? In most people's minds, yes, but there are certain limitations since people are human. So there are limitations to this expanded reality and consciousness. For pure awareness, does no problem exist with every challenge a creative opportunity? That's the thought, yes. With pure awareness, does the individual feel completely aligned with the forces of nature within and outer worlds reflecting each other without confusion or conflict? That's not true, no. There is always going to be some type of conflict or confusion, since that is how the world works. With pure awareness, do solutions arise from the level of the true self, meeting no resistance? Again, there will always be resistance, since humans learn lessons, and to learn lessons, there needs to be troubled waters. But we'll have to continue after the short break, and you're listening to Too Good To Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. back to too good to be true and before the break we are going through the psychic insight and questions about staying healthy 
Dad, can you please continue with the questions? With pure awareness, does an individual's desires lead to the result that is best for them and their surroundings? You can say that, yes, based on their choices. Does moving from a state of contracted awareness to a state of pure awareness involve life's challenges becoming a step closer to the true self? Yes, that's correct. Is the potential to heal guaranteed by the indestructible basis of life, which is pure awareness? That's again a complex question in some people's minds, but not always. Is a mind blocked by fear, anxiety, anger, resentment or suffering not able to experience expanded awareness, much less pure awareness? You can say that, but those emotions block people from many different things. So you could say the person is almost their own worst enemy. Does listening to, learning to listen, bonding emotionally with friends, learning to harness spiritual gifts, becoming action-oriented, assuming responsibility for your own well-being and knowing your true self all contribute to increasing self-esteem? Again, that is not always correct, but it is something that people could find help in, yes. What else can you say about the states of self-awareness, contracted awareness, expanding awareness or pure awareness and moving from contracted awareness to pure awareness? The problem with these ideas are that they fit into little boxes. So a human in their life is more complicated than these little boxes. So it's important to self-reflect, take a look at yourself, to try to be as open-minded as possible and to be able to just flow with life. The problem is there will always be life's little challenges, so be aware of this. Being aware that frustrations will arise and not putting yourself in a little box. Instead, being able to just expand your reality consciousness as much as you feel comfortable. So again, looking back at yourself, almost looking from an outside perspective, looking at your life, yourself, and really deciding what you would like to change, what you would like to continue. But realizing human beings, being a human being means going through challenges. For quantum healing, is the human body controlled by a network of intelligence grounded in quantum reality? It's a little more complicated than that, but quantum healing in general is based in healing that is not really understood yet. Why would it believe that quantum healing could have the potential to defeat cancer, heart disease and even aging itself? Some people believe this quantum healing was put into place to be kind of a savior for these diseases or be something to counteract them. Some people have this belief that these do work. However, again, there is modern medicine and modern medicine exists for a reason. Can quantum healing be criticized for giving false hope to possible, possibly desperately ill individuals? A hundred percent, yes. It's not really used for more solvable problems or diseases. It's used in more desperate situations. Could it be used in less desperate situations? If attempted properly, yes. But again, some people want to just heal for the sake of money instead of caring about the healing work or the person. Why wouldn't Ayurveda theory, which defines perfect health as a balance between body, mind, and body, mind spirit and social well-being, be more well-known, especially in the West? Basically, it's valued every part, not just the physical body, the spiritual part, even how you exist among others. So more of this overall, you're healthy if you value yourself. More than other societies where you expect to be more physically healthy than completely healthy. Should the body be thought more of more like a machine rather than just the body and mind? Yes, it's basically all working together. 
Is there any reason why perfect health would not be a balance between body, mind, spirit and social well-being? No, but again, it's societal norms that come into play and mental health has always been a more controversial subject among humans since mental health is harder to see than physical health. Why are the scientific community apparently, take, community apparently taking the term quantum and quantum healing too literally in terms of physics and being critical rather than considering the term as being applied to healing the body-mind from a deep, absolute level of consciousness? Basically, there is fear, and scientists in general have a problem. They find a solution to the problem, and once the solution is found, the new solution is hardly ever studied again. So it's hard for scientists especially to think in this more gray area than the more black and white areas of the word quantum. Why do different scientific groups appear to want to put up barriers which would act to limit the scope of their, of their studies? Basically, again, you have your hypotheses, you solve the hypotheses, and the solution is there. Many scientists believe there are so many problems to solve, why work on the same problem twice? Would the use of rigorous mathematics be useful in helping the understanding of quantum healing when aspects of quantum theory are not yet understood? Again, it will take more understanding. Right now, the quantum healing, the quantum realms, anything you want to call it, is very unknown. There is always caution when working with human subjects, especially in the case of promising these miraculous results, especially when it does things like heal cancer or cure diseases. Would joint studies in physics and in consciousness advance our scientific knowledge of the nature of energy and matter? A hundred percent, but those fields don't communicate very often. How was Dolores Cannon influenced by Deepak Chopra's work in developing quantum healing hypnosis? Basically, she had a strong belief that if her spiritual body was aligned, her mental and spiritual bodies would feel better as well. So she really did believe aligning everything so everything fit together like a puzzle. In quantum healing hypnosis, is the somnolistic state of trance only normally experienced twice daily, the moment just before consciously awakening and the moment just before falling asleep? Yes. How was it discovered that information from lost knowledge and past lives could be retrieved through quantum healing hypnosis? Basically, people recalling information, but again, to be cautious if the information is really from the past life or if it's something more almost like a movie or a dream. So being really conscious of who you're really working with and if this person knows how to get you in that type of state. Going back to the current pandemic, what advice can you offer regarding avoiding infection and staying healthy? Basically, view yourself as part of the bigger problem. So instead of viewing yourself as someone who is not affected, view yourself as the bigger problem. So almost act if you have the virus and what you would do if you already had the virus, not just for your sake, but the sake of the people around you. So obviously washing hands, following guidelines. And again, when it comes to health, it's all about the cleanliness and stopping the spread as much as possible. So it's all about helping the next person rather than just yourself. Are placebos effective because healing is a matter of the mind as well as the body? Yes and no. It depends on the individual person. So it depends on how strong their belief is and what they are trying to heal. Something the placebo is the mental mentality of the mind basically almost heals itself. That was the last answer. Is every problem open to, to a spiritual solution too good to be true? That depends on what you are prepared to believe. 
think we have to first talk about the current pandemic uh, situ situation and uh, the advice that came that um, you should almost think you have the virus and protect other people and not think that uh, you're immune or anything like that. I think that's what has been missing, at least in, in, in the areas that we live in. Yes, just for the listeners, we live in the United States. So the United States is handling things different, obviously, than other countries, since each country is deciding to view the virus and have different rules. But the point that I wanted to make was that something about reducing stress that we've seen a lot during the pandemic is actually adopting animals. And it actually has been found in studies that hugging a dog actually releases chemicals in your brain that are positive chemicals that actually put you in a good mood. So I'm all for adoption, obviously, with my puppy. And during this pandemic, uh, adoption numbers have been a lot higher and people have had a lot more time with their animals. So that's something to think about, too, is that maybe, you know, you can't have a dog, but there's always other different animals that are available for adoption. Yes, that's an interesting point. I think um, bicycles have pretty much disappeared off the shelf. People are getting outside and getting exercise. Uh, thankfully, in the United States, we've got plenty of space so you can get involved in activity with social distancing. But it's very interesting that uh, you can't buy a bicycle these days because they've all been sold. Well, another point that I wanted to make is that the warning about these different healings and therapies, et cetera, especially when it comes to people who do have cancer or other very horrible diseases that there's many people out there trying to scam people just for money and they'll make a guarantee it's even pills um supplements etc they'll make a guarantee that it will solve some symptom or will actually solve the disease so just be cautious of that since i feel like especially in different parts uh some people aren't fully aware that there are these scammers Yes, and uh, I guess we got a clear, a clear message that uh, that uh, there's a lot of potential for healing in the future, but the state of things are that uh, current medical science is about the best thing we have, and that um, uh, there's promise elsewhere, but um, as we said at the beginning, always contact a licensed professional. Uh, don't, uh, don't think that uh, somebody has got a better solution than a professional. Well, on that note, if you have any comments or suggestions about today's episode, please contact us at our Facebook page at Too Good To Be True with the first two spelled T-W-O or Instagram page at T-W-O-G-T-B-T. We hope that everyone's doing really well during this pandemic, that everyone's staying healthy and safe, and that you find different ways to cope with stress. And as always, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to next week's show. Thank you.